What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Major Sports. Uh, we are here for episode number 26. As always, joined by my co-host, uh, Rob, out on the West Coast. What's up, man? Hello, sir. Nice to, nice to hear you. Yes. So, apologies for the long delay between episodes. It's been about five, but after our last episode, my wife decided to pop out a kid a few days later. <laughs> and uh, Super Bowl Sunday, actually. So, bam. Yeah. And here we are. So, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for coming back. We are going to go NFL heavy today. So, we are 10 days into free agency. We are five weeks removed from the Rams beating the Bengals in a pretty good Super Bowl. Um, and the league already looks like a totally different place. So, the AFC has all of a sudden become even more stacked than it was before. Uh, big names moving around. A lot of people moving from the NFC to the AFC. So we are going to touch on everything with that. Um, anything you want to add? Anything just before we get started in details? Any, any like, overall feelings on free agency so far? I've been pleasantly surprised by how many moves and how many big kind of signings there have been. It's been entertaining, more entertaining than I anticipated. Yeah, I was going to say there, there were two different thoughts that I had when we, when we were talking about doing this. Uh, one was this is the most NBA-ish uh, the offseason yes. for the NFL has ever felt. It's a great um, term for it. Where you just sort of like anything could happen at any time. Like today is a great example, and we'll obviously get into that almost right away. Um, but like we heard about the Tyreek Hill stuff like 30 minutes before, and then it was like, oh, there's two teams. Yep. Oh, they're talking. Oh, it's done. Like, whoa, yep. what the hell? So th- that was very uh, very NBA-ish. And um, – You've read this in a couple different places uh, the last couple weeks. The salary cap math some of these teams are able to do, um, you know, my team being being a decent example, uh, we signed someone to the richest guaranteed contract in NFL history uh, and traded for a $20 million a year wide receiver and somehow now have the third most cap room. So how they do that, I, I don't really know, but it does appear that, despite them having a hard salary cap in the NFL, they have figured out ways to maneuver around it, which is interesting. Yep. So. And it's all based on those signing bonuses. That's which it. is why we're seeing it's – it's how we're seeing more guaranteed money without yeah. averages blowing through the roof in terms of what you're getting hit on your salary cap number, what you're actually making in a year. Because they're just loading everything. I mean, obviously, you're taking the risk as a team because you're eating the bullet. It's guaranteed money. Like, you're giving this person, whether they boom or bust, like, you're getting them this money. And that's something that NFL contracts have always worked in favor of the teams because you regularly, you can just cut anybody whenever and, you know, there's no more guaranteed money in the contract usually. Now it's like, all right, we really got to think about this because we already committed, you know, in the Dolphins case, for instance, with Tyreek Hill, $72 million to this dude. Or in, right. you know, Watson's case, what's, what was it, 234 No, 230 even. 230 even? Okay. Like yeah. that's, makes those decisions a little bit more um, – player friendly in terms of the outcome at that point because of having that money sunk into it. So it's, it's totally different. So yeah, like they figured out a way to maneuver around the limitations of the salary cap, but it's like, this is what you had to give up. And I'm sure that the players are like, yo, let's, let's keep, let's keep doing this. Why don't we lower that salary cap a little bit more so that uh, more guaranteed money comes out. And and that's why you see so many of these guys willing to restructure their deals, even right after they're signed. I mean, a year after they're signed, they're restructured. And that's because 
the the alternative of hey we're we'll restructure it and i'll just give you your 20 million dollars right now like you don't even have to wait for game checks anymore yeah it's uh it's changed it's changed the way that you know we have the front offices and players approach these renegotiations everything like right and in i mean and in certain instances this kind of gives the teams a little bit more leverage because you can just like you just said. You can drop twenty million on the table. Be like, yo, restructure. You're gonna get this now. You're gonna walk away with this today, right? Uh, but then you're gonna be a one point six million dollar cap hit for me this season, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Deshaun it's, Watson, despite his contract being like very clear, um, he only counts ten mil against the salary cap this year. Nice. Which is which is crazy, but yeah, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I'm dropping so. the lead here. Let's go. Let's um, uh, you know what though? Let's let's kick off with your team. Let's, okay. Since we're right there already, the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about their off season so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. Uh, we spent half of last year, especially when you guys were struggling, uh, talking about the possibility of Deshaun Watson ending up in Miami. Um, when it came down to it, I think you guys were involved at some point. Um but didn't make the final five. Uh, the Colts were the other team that were in the final five and they were cut because they were same division. Uh, it came down to three NFC South teams and the Browns. Uh, and then despite being eliminated a couple days before, apparently Deshaun woke up on Friday and said, wait, they actually have the best team. Never mind. Let's go sign there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's uh, that was, that was pretty interesting just hearing how it worked and, I mean, I was surprised as hell when, when someone sent it to me saying, we got Deshaun. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm thinking he's already signing in Atlanta. Right. And uh, it really did look like Atlanta up until the end. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was there. He was, I mean, from what I'd read that morning, like Friday morning, it was, he had told his people to start working out the contract and all that other stuff. Um, so it was, I, I thought that part was done. And then all of a sudden um, everything got uh, flipped on its, on its side that day. And then, you know, the contract was agreed to pretty quickly after that. And, um, yeah, rest was history. And that was after uh, getting Amari Cooper, like we talked about. Yep. Um, we cut Jarvis Landry. Uh, I know that there's there's a big push to bring him back. And I think there's a lot of mutual interest. So that would be cool. Uh, okay. Same thing with Jadavian Clowney. Uh, I think they, they actually have a contract offer on the table for him that they're just sort of waiting for for the defensive end market to materialize a little bit more. Yeah, there's been um, nothing moving there under than Chandler Jones. Right, Chandler Jones, and then Zadarius Smith signed with uh, Minnesota. Oh, he did. Yeah, and that's an interesting one because I guess the Browns were looking into Daniel Hunter, um, which, you know, whether you like him more than, than Clowney, he's definitely more of a pass rush threat uh, at this stage in their career than Clowney is, but um, I think they both serve a purpose. Uh, Hunter makes more, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they prefer Clowney. I think the offer they have on the table for him is two years, twenty four million. So that's pretty standard. Okay, I mean, yeah, you guys. Uh, what else have you done? So Watson, you brought in Brissett to be his backup. Cooper yep. acquired in the trade. You yep. signed Jakeem Grant to a three year deal. Yep. Yep. And um, you tagged Njoku. Tagged Njoku. Uh, traded Mac Wilson to New England for Chase Winovich. Yes, Chase Uwinovich. Uh A lot of the other stuff has just been guys that they're they're sort of sniffing around. Um, I've I've heard 
I've heard some really weird, I mean, up to, and, and this one is going to be just completely insane if it ends up happening. Um, there was John Johnson, our starting safety, our big free season or uh, free agent signing last year. He was on his Instagram live like two hours ago and said that Odell's coming back, which, okay. <laughs> I guess that. So, so coming back to Cleveland. Correct. Correct. He, he said, you, 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 you didn't hear it from me, but Odell's coming back. And he said it on his Instagram live, like in front of the camera. It wasn't like, you know, it was taken out of context or something. Those were the words. So which is sort of like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not really, I don't care about that either way. I prefer Jarvis to be honest. Um, yeah. That was interesting. I would love to make a run for Jarvis Landry to add him to this, to this team now, but um, there's really no more space for him. Yeah, I just I, was I would love to have no. I I would just love to have Juice back. Like, we love him down here. They fucking Adam Gates fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had seen a rumor today that after uh, after the Hill signing that there was a possibility the Browns were going to approach the Dolphins about Devontae Parker. Go um, for it, man. Give us what you yeah, got. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't really have any interest in that either. Um, <laughs> whatever draft picks you have left, right. you traded what right. three first for Watson and a couple yeah. of other ones, no? Uh, yeah, well, and, and here's something weird. Uh, they added a sixth pick, uh, without telling anyone. <laughs> I saw the report of that. I'm like, what do you mean you just added a pick to this? What, right. And it was this added? year too. I think what it was is it looked so bad that they literally only got one pick for him this year, which was like, I was telling my friends that like, what the hell they, they got one pick and you know, everything else was in the future. Um, it's, uh, and then they added a fourth this year, which we had two fourth round picks. So it was even then is sort of like okay, but it's. I mean, it's been interesting for you guys. That's um, that happened so quick too, and it is such a weird. So what is it? It's three first round picks: twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four. A third rounder next year, two fourth two rounders fourths. this year's and twenty fours. Yeah, and he will receive a fully guaranteed five year, two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. That's it's, it. Um, how do you feel about this like, as a fan? Because there was a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson coming to the Dolphins all year, and I was very upfront about not being cool with it based on yeah. – and we, ta- we talked about his situation on the pod a couple of times as the year progressed. So, like, he ended up on your team, man. How's this – <laughs> the fact that he was going to end up on one of our two teams is kind of ridiculous. It is um, kind of ridiculous. On, he is on yours. So, what uh, – how feel you? Um, so – I, I will say, I mean, I, I have a wife and a daughter. Um, I, I just, by definition, am all about women's rights, women, you know, being equal, if not better than men. Like, I, I have no problem with that stuff. So I don't want to, um, what's the word? Minimize the effects and the, and the, the pain that this has caused people. Um, what I do caution and, and seems to happen, especially with people that are, uh, are well off, is sometimes there's cases, and, I, and I'm not saying that's exactly what's happening here. Uh, I haven't read every single court document, although I have read a few. Um, but there does seem to three, be... Sorry, I got through three of them before I had to stop, because I was just like, fuck, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I'd read some of the... I read the SI article about like the woman's side. And then I read the defense's uh, seven-page, um, I think they just said his statement or something. It was right. basically the defense's, like, argument of why like all these things true. Right. Yeah. 
and and I I recognize the the attorney's name because he's who's defended Roger Clemens during the steroid issues oh. uh, in the early two thousands. Awesome. Um, so clearly the dude is very I mean he's well known in Houston, but he's he's a, a fairly high profile sports attorney. Uh, that doesn't look like an admission of guilt at all. Well, I mean no, because I I think if you're if you're up against odds, and let's just say that there is a, a innocent until proven guilty facet in the world left. Um, if it's one verse 22, you, you, you need to bring some pretty big guns to even it out, I would assume, just, just based off of math. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that's more where, where that's coming from. And, and a lot of the defense's arguments were like, you know, how damaged were you if you massaged him, said he abused you, and then called him to massage him again? Like, that seems weird. And, like, time after time after time of different women doing the same thing and then talking about blackmail and the order in which things happened. Like, it really felt like when it first came out that it was, like, clearly extortion. Like, I didn't believe it at first because it was, like, so obvious that they, they the attorney asked him to settle out of court before they brought more women forward. And then when he said no then all of a sudden there was all these other women. It was like, okay, that's weird. So I, I don't know. It's as a person, I, I don't find myself qualified enough to make those types of judgments. Um, you know, I've made snap judgments in the past and, and most of the time I'm either wrong or feel bad about them later. Yep. So I'm trying not to do that here, even though, you know, it, it works in my favor because he did just get traded to my, football team and he's extremely talented um but i'm just i'm trying to sort of let the process play out uh i know that's really cliche but i i do think that that's important um football wise the guy is incredible wow um yeah it's it just the idea of having someone like that in your franchise or on your franchise is is kind of surreal especially in my case where we've had you know, we've, we have someone that we, we have to are probably going to have to pay people to take off our hands. And he's mm-hmm. the best quarterback we've had in 20 years. He really is, man. Like, dude's getting such a bad beat right now. But that's just been great for you guys compared to, you know, the past 20 years. Right. Which, you know, at a certain point, it's like, you know, is, is a regular turd better than diarrhea? And, you know, <laughs> yes, by definition, it is. But I, I don't like know. like to elevate out of the turd level. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I... I I now have someone who, when you Google best passer rating in the history of the NFL, he's tied for two. Like, yeah. I didn't have that two weeks ago. Um, so that type of talent is going to be and, – and, you know, going back to the NBA comparison, we're going to get people and players now that are going to try to come to the Browns that just wouldn't have had any interest at all of coming to Cleveland. Yeah, um, I mean, Odell's only considering it. Jarvis is only considering it because it's not Baker anymore. And, and I don't necessarily enjoy doing that to him, but those are just sort of the facts of nature. Like they left thinking Baker Mayfield was the quarterback. He's right. His agent is still talking with the Browns because it was, Oh, now it's not Baker. Let's talk again. Uh, that's concerning. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, well, it's done. And Baker will be, playing for somebody else at some point. I don't even know where that dude's going to land. We're talking about Indy, and now Indy's, we'll talk about them, but they filled that position. Um, I don't know where Baker Mayfield can end up at this point if he wants to start in this league. It feels like Seattle's it. 
I mean, it really does. Oh, Seattle is Seattle is an option, and I mean, Carolina is what? Who they're going to run with? PJ PJ Smith or whoever it was it? Uh, I think it was PJ Daniels, but then um, I mean, Darnold. Darnold oh, seems Sam to be. Darnold, Darnold seems right. to be what it is right now, which the Lego fireman. That is correct. Right, and and I think I think the the biggest issue with that is like they, I think Baker clearly has a better resume than Sam Darnold, but they imagine justifying paying $38 million to those two dudes combined. And you don't even right. know if you have a quarterback the next year. So I, I could understand them being like, we already took a flyer on one of these dudes. We can't do another one. You can't do two. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. makes sense. Cause yeah, that's still, they're still paying this, this, uh, they're still paying off this down stuff. So, okay. Right. Right. Let's see where Baker Mayfield ends up. So, and then man, if Odell comes back, Odell and Watson together should be theoretically awesome. Um, well, Amari yeah, Cooper. Odell, right? Odell Cooper, maybe Jarvis too. Uh, Schwartz, got Chubb Grant, and Hunt in the backfield. Chubb, Hunt, yep. And Joku, Harrison Bryant. Seems like a pretty offensive team. line. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what you think about the Chiefs, which we'll get into here in a moment, uh, the the Browns may have moved into that sort of de facto number two position in the AFC. I don't I don't know if I'm there yet, but I, it's in the conversation now. I think uh I think that you are jumping the gun, man. Have you heard of a little team called the Miami Dolphins? <laughs> I have. I have. Yes. We, I have. we can we can get into that now. Let's uh let's jump over to the Miami Dolphins who are I mean arguably the best team in the AFC now, period. Oh, over and done with. We are on our way. Uh, can we get just like a small amount of like regular uh, you're going to get tons of real heartfelt honest to God uh, analysis and then and then the homer is going to come in is that but what you it? see the, ho- the homer and the real stuff like they really align <laughs> um, and delusion is set in okay continue wow. sorry I've, I've, so, I've interrupted I apologize let's let's work up to I mean the Dolphins have had a great offseason I we we revamped the backfield, which was it was Miles Gaskin and uh, uh, Ahmed, Savan Ahmed, and a little bit of Duke Johnson there at the end. Duke Johnson would have been nice to keep around, but he is off. He's one of the Bills now. We brought in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. We're paying them combined like fifteen million dollars over the span of both of their contracts. Period. So we're not paying a lot for them. Raheem Mostert is one of the fastest guys in the league, uh, along with somebody else who did end up on our team also. This offense is going to be incredibly fast. Um, we tagged Gusecki, which is very important that we did not let that man go because that dude is awesome, and I really didn't want to see him out there playing for another team and whooping our ass. Uh, but then, I mean, we, we rebounded a little bit of the offensive line. We finally got a tackle. We signed uh, ex-New Orleans Saints, uh, Darren Armstead. He was... From everything that all of the quote-unquote free agent trackers and ratings and stuff like that, he was the best offensive lineman available in free agency by most yeah. views. So the fact yep. that we nailed him down, that was awesome. Five-year deal, uh, max value of $87 million. So that's great because, as we know, one of the biggest issues we have here is that our offensive line has been dog shit for <laughs> several years. We also brought in a guard from the Cowboys, uh, Connor Williams, who signed. It was a two-year, $14 million deal, and apparently that's like the deal of deals because this dude was out there looking for way more money, and it just wasn't available, and he ended up jumping on board here, like kind of out of nowhere. 
So great job by Chris Greer going out and get that. So we got a tackle. We've got another guard. We can move Eichenberg now from left tackle to right tackle as Armstead will play left. We've got Robert Hunt at one of the guard spots, Connor Williams at the other guard spot. We need to get a center. Uh, as we're going to talk about in a second, we don't really have any draft picks right now. So we need to go out and get something in free agency or we're going to have to run with Michael Dieter. And Michael Dieter has not been great. He's uh, not been very good at all. So let's see. The offensive line already looks a lot better, but we still, we've got another piece going for it that we need to fix. Um, obviously, we've got Tua. And then today, the Dolphins traded for Tyree Kill. We traded five picks for him. We got a first rounder from this year, a second rounder from this year, and a fourth rounder from this year, and then a fourth and a sixth from next year's draft. No other players involved, so it was just Hill for those five picks. And then we immediately gave him a four-year extension of $120 million with, like, 75 of it guaranteed, something like that. And that, uh, what is it? 72.2 guaranteed off of $120 total million. So that links us back to the question I asked you about Watson. I mean, Tyreek Hill is somebody who in the past has had his issues, although he's never been – I don't think he's convicted. He's never done jail time or anything like that. But no. in college, he he choked out his pregnant girlfriend. And then later on, uh, in like a domestic violence dispute, apparently he pushed his kid as like discipline or whatever. But he ended up pushing the kid so hard to the floor that when the kid landed, him bracing himself broke his arm. Um, so I haven't read all of the details on that story, so I'm not going to comment anymore on that. That's just what I saw from the little bit of the police report that they put in, in quotations. But I started the day off pretty upset about you did, you did about this happening. I was, I was really upset because, I mean, just overall as a society, just if you run fast or if you can throw a ball far, or if you can hit a three, it seems like everything else that normal people would have to be judged by just doesn't matter, and you still walk away with seventy-two point two million dollars guaranteed in your pocket. Right. Whereas if I were to have choked out my pregnant girlfriend, I, there was no way I probably wouldn't have done jail time. And then if I had later on broken my kid's arm, there's no way I keep my kid and no way I don't see the inside of a jail cell. Right. God knows what happens to me professionally in terms of jobs and what you can get after that with those convictions on your record. Right. So it's just upsetting that from a societal standpoint, that's where we are. It's nothing new. It's where we've been. I think I'm just like, as I get older, I feel like I just, you have a different perspective and view on things in life. And it's like, this kind of fucking bothers me now. Um, and this dude's on my team, but we can't control who's on our team. I was here before him. I will be here after him. This is my team. So it's like, you're not always going to have the nicest guys on your squad. And I kind of have to just come to terms with that. I feel like as the day has gone by, I start like, I have come to terms with it more. Um, but that's helped by the excitement of knowing that we're going to the Super Bowl. And it's like, yo, let's go. This guy is going to go and have another all-pro. He's had six seasons in the NFL, and he's been six times first-team all-pro. And I'm not even that big of a Tyreek Hill fan because I kind of already knew all this stuff from the past. And the, the Chiefs gave him a contract a couple years ago, and I was like, fuck this guy. So I've kind of been a hater on him. But, man, I started looking at some stats, and this guy's pretty fucking good. Um, he's extremely good. So... The excitement level has gone up throughout the day. The thought of finally, in my 36th year of life, my team may actually make it to the Super Bowl. They haven't been to the Super Bowl since the year I was born. 
clearly I did not get to enjoy that as I should. Um, so that's exciting. That's exciting as fuck. I feel like you should have a very similar feeling about your team, seeing as how you are in the exact same situation as I am. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, this is something for, for both of us, you know, not ribbing or anything, but just like when LeBron James came back and then immediately the greatest regular season team in history happened like a year later, uh, we both got good at the same time when the <laughs> AFC is like 10 teams deep. Yeah. So it's very possible we could win 14 regular season games and lose in the second round of the playoffs. Like that, wow. that, that is on the table right now, um, which is just kind of upsetting because the NFC – Tom Brady came back, and I, I mean, I, I feel like you can sort of rubber Yo. stamp a, a Bucks, uh, Rams, Bowl. yeah, yeah. NFC, NFC Championship, championship game. Yeah. I mean, it's that's a little upsetting. I mean, the Packers got worse. <laughs> there, there's no one else you really care about, so it just, I don't know. Yeah, but the, that, uh, I, I've digressed. I've digressed. I apologize. Probably the 49ers. Yeah. You could throw the 49ers in there, but it's not 10 deep like the AFC is. Right. So, well, I'm excited. That's so that puts us with for now Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Cedric Wilson, who we picked up from the Cowboys on a three year deal, Mike Gusecki. Um, that's quite a bit of pass catchers. And with Mostert and Edmonds in the backfield, there's I'm a Tua supporter. There are no more excuses. Your Absolutely. offensive line, your offensive line has been improved. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but you're not going to be running for your life like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon every Shouldn't play, be. right? So that's a big positive of if anything, you know, run left, right? There's a hundred million dollars out there. Run left. Um, so no more excuses. We've got your weapons. You've got, you've got targets. You have, arguably, the best receiver in the NFL on your team now. Jalen Waddle, who even in his rookie year has shown tremendous potential to be one of the top receivers in this league. Mike Isecki, who I personally consider a top five tight end in this league, up there with the best of them with, with Kelsey and, and Walker and, and Kittle. Um, so, and then that backfield, that's the fastest backfield in the, in the NFL with Edmonds and Mostert, right? This, built, this team is built on speed. This, I'm, we're going to see Lightning McQueen stickers all over the fucking place. I am speed. Like, this is – everything is going to revolve around these guys just going all out on every play, and it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, 10-yard slants with 75-yard yak uh, after the catch, and let's go. <laughs> this is what the offense is going to look like. And then on defense, our biggest concern, bring back Agba. We brought him back. Four-year deal, $65 million with 32 guaranteed. He was crucial in our pass rush. Uh, so we didn't lose anybody on our defensive line that I can see. Uh, of any importance. We brought back a Landon Roberts. So I think we can use another linebacker. I mean, Bobby Wagner is still out there. And that's, oh, my God, Bobby Wagner, along with Jerome Baker. Did you see where he was visiting today? Yeah, I saw he was in L.A. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) Um, But our defense, I mean, we still got X. We still have those safeties, Holland and uh, Byron Jones. Uh, oh, Byron Jones is in the, state, uh, the corner. I'm sorry. Uh, Brandon Jones, our safety. So our defensive secondary is great. Our defense as a whole continues to – I mean, if we can play anything like we did the second half of last season with this upgraded offense, like, man, we are in business. Let's fucking go. Uh, so I'm excited. Mike McDaniel wins me over more and more every day. The more I hear about people's interactions with this dude, 
the more I'm like, yo, this is the right guy. Like, uh, who I think it was Cedric Wilson who was like, yo, I was talking to him and like, you would never suspect him to be the head coach of an NFL team. And he goes like, not in a bad way, but it's just like, I guess his, his personal skills are incredible. And I'm super down for something like this, man. Give me some fucking Ted Lasso out here. We've gone the whole military routine timeless times before from Jimmy Johnson a little bit to through the Wanstead era to even now with Flores. Like, let's give this, let's give this a different shot at it. We've put a lot of, a lot of talent out there. This guy's super creative offensively. I'm very excited for our 16 and one season coming up. (laughs) And our trip to Glendale, Arizona for the next Super Bowl uh, in February of next year. We celebrated my daughter's one year with a Dolphin Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Let's go. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, so we went off the rails there at the end. But I feel like I accurately yeah. described the future. But <laughs> off the rails is another interpretation. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you did something similar this past year. And then we had to have a come to Jesus midseason. Uh, you know what? You know what? And let's go in retrospect. I stand by everything that I said at the beginning of last season. We only oh, ended man. up four games short of my prediction. Two of us. Nine and eight? Games. Yeah, I, I said 13, and we ended up at nine. Yeah. And we had a well, seven-game losing streak in there. That we I mean, that's game. 25% of the season, bro. <laughs> we, we lost four is three, a lot. We, we lost three games that we should have never lost. That puts us right around where I said we just had yeah. – like, there was just – I mean – yeah, we shit the bed for a couple of weeks, and it changed it all. But I still stand by everything I said. I feel like that yeah. team was still that good. It could have done it if a couple of things go. You know, a couple – the Jaguars kicker kicked field goals against us that he had not kicked in his professional career, and he made all of them. Like, yep. that's just – there's a little bit of you can't control. Like, you, you're holding people to 50-something yard field goals, and the guy's a scrub, and all of a sudden he's hitting – he's Vinatieri in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like – I stand by everything I said. God damn it. I'm going to say it again this year. So let's get ready for that. <laughs> oh, I'm already prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to be a fun episode. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that covers our teams. I think we're both very excited. We're both at the top of a very fucking crowded AFC. Um, yeah. So let's talk about some of the other things that happen around the league. Where do you want to start? Uh so in in a regular off season, I think the and and I know your opinion is much much lower of this gentleman, um, but I think the biggest story in a regular season would have been uh, Russell Wilson getting traded from the the Seahawks to the Broncos. Hmm. Uh, Denver gave up a ton, just a ton, about uh, three yeah. players and like five or six picks for Russell and two picks. I think he gave up uh, a fourth, two firsts, two seconds, a fifth. Drew Locke, no offense, which is a good player. Yeah. Um, and the defensive tackle, Shelby Harris. And he's not bad either. He's not. He, he's not bad either. So, yeah, they, they gave up a ton. They gave up a ton. Um, and, you know, the, the AFC West has very quickly – I mean, who, who's has, the worst quarterback yeah. in that division? Is it Derek Carr? Correct. I mean, and, and he's a Pro Bowl quarterback last year. Correct. Uh, like, is it I, Herbert? I, I mean – I think right. by default, it's got to be Herbert, just based on what you just said about Carr being a pro bowler. And obviously, we but know uh, Herbert was a pro bowler. <laughs> oh, he was, damn, he was a pro bowler. Yeah. Like, the, the huh. that's three of the – I'm sorry. That would be three of the four plus Russell Wilson. Like, that's that's your division now. I mean, it's, it's not quite – the AFC North was close, and then the Steelers are that – 
proverbial uh, fourth dragon head with the tongue sticking out. Um, but the, the <sighs> yeah, I mean, the AFC North is similar with, with Burrow, Jackson, and, uh, and Watson. Um, yeah, the, um, I mean, the, I, I still think the NFC West holds the mantle of toughest, probably best division in the league still. But the AFC West have just all of a sudden ballooned right up to. Yeah, well, right and, there with but them. the NFC West takes a hit with no, uh, with no Seahawks. Like that's that's a big drop off. I mean, you used to have a Pro Bowl quarterback. But over even there, last year, even last year, we're eliminating the Seahawks. They had three playoff teams out of six. Yeah, no, that's true. They're, well, it's seven now, but it's still that's true. Whatever. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're very so very correct. If if the Cardinals can keep up, which that's a mystery right now with the Kyler situation. Let's see how that plays out. But if they can keep up, obviously the Rams are the Rams. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan is going to probably stay competitive. Like it's just should still be a, a very good division throughout the season. So now, I mean, now there are AFC counterparts. I mean, if you play in the West, life is tough, period. AFC, yeah. NFC, like, it's, it's rough. Because, yeah, I mean, the Broncos, obviously they got better with Wilson on offense. Um They've got to replace a tight end now who was a really like a pretty good up and coming tight end who had had two pretty good seasons, one better than like his rookie season was all right. His second year last year was was better. Um, but I don't know. Did you actually get better overall as a team now? Like you're giving up draft picks. The defense has not really improved all that much i see a couple of like linebacker signings to one-year deal little stuff like that like they're pretty good already though i mean they had a they had a good defense last year even without von miller they had a good defense in the division that they play in like i just feel like it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier about oh you got good like you got good at the wrong time and you didn't get quite good enough so you're still gonna kind of you're still gonna kind of hover right where you were before but it's just gonna look better now Um, yeah well, I yeah, I don't the, think the results are going to change for the Broncos. The the biggest thing is you you got to try to get a guy at quarterback that's in that top tier. Um, and, and that's where, you know, obviously my excitement comes from. We have that guy in the top tier. And that's the hardest guy to get. I mean, you, you – I'm going to be completely honest. You guys remind me of when the Browns were completely loaded, I think, going into 2021. And it's like the the biggest question mark you have is quarterback. No one can say for sure what you're going to get out of your quarterback. I, I guess you could say that about Deshaun Watson because he didn't play last year. But the three years before that were all pro bowlers. We've seen it. Yeah, we've seen. Yeah. It. So, it just like that's the part. And if Denver got that guy in Russell Wilson, the rest of it you can sort of figure out because some of those some of those gaps and holes that you were. Um, that you were trying to fill, all of a sudden a guy that can make up a quick touchdown at the end of the game to win you one can make up for that. Uh, it's what's made the Chargers relevant. Uh, it's what's kept the, the Raiders relevant because I think Derek Carr is like first or second active in game-winning drives mm-hmm. in, the, in the fourth quarter. So Derek uh, Carr is so underrated like, overall. He, if, if we didn't trade for Deshaun Watson, that was – that was my hope is we were going to try to trade for uh, Derek Carr and give him an extension. Um, that was, that was the one. Cause he is so good. Now we can, I was going to go a different way, but we can get into that one next. Uh, Derek Carr got a brand new weapon, didn't he? Yes, he did. He got his old friend back. Um, so yeah, sticking to the division. Um, 
the Raiders. So, Devontae Adams forced his way out of Green Bay and away from his longtime heterosexual life partner, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, um, to his previous BFF, Derek Carr, who went to college with him, and it was actually his college roommate. So, they are super tight. And so, Devontae made his way out to Las Vegas. They got him for six years, $141 million. Yep. So they gave the Packers a first-round pick and a second-round pick in this upcoming draft, and then they signed uh, Devontae Adams to the $141 million five-year deal that breaks down to like twenty-eight a year. Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's quite twenty-eight to thirty million dollars for a receiver is that that's I think that's an underrated like gamble of the year is being able to pay a receiver that much who just does not normally swing championship odds. Like, receivers just not normally do that. Um, I mean, but they can. Like, we saw what just happened. I mean, haven't we done that? Every time we go over, like, top receivers? For instance, Tyreek Hill in this game against the Bills in the playoffs. Like, he got a basic pass from Patrick Mahomes and turned it into a 75-yard sure. touchdown. Like sure. that and swung that particular game. Agreed, agreed. And and talent does win out. And and Tyreek, as an example, Tyreek is very very talented. Um, I think in football it's it's unique to where if the if the quarterback isn't very good, <laughs> then it can it can minimize the effectiveness of said uh, talented person. So that's where that's where that stuff just comes in but still i mean it's just like i said it's it'll be interesting to see in this passing age that we're in you know can can teams justify 30 million dollars a year because it's it's not just you guys uh clearly oakland did it or oakland vegas did it as well uh with Devontae adams for even longer time so yeah five years on that one yeah yeah so they are a good team already they got considerably better on offense with that. They still got Waller. They've got Hunter Renfro. They've got Brian Edwards. Uh, obviously, Josh Jacobs in the backfield. And then Derek Carr. Like, this is a stacked team, again, in the fucking AFC, which it seems like everybody's having the team of their lifetimes all at the same goddamn time in the same yeah. conference. Just wait till we get to the Chargers. Um, right. So, <laughs> yes, that's the Raiders. I think that they are – I mean, they made the playoffs this year already, so – they are a team that's probably going to stay around. And with the untimely demise of Chiefs Kingdom, then this might be the time for the Raiders to kind of ascend. And, yeah, it leads you to the other team there, which is the Chargers. So, obviously, they've yeah. got um, – on offense, they're great. They re-signed Mike Williams. They've obviously got Herbert. Austin Eckler is, is great. They um, Offensive line, awesome. Rashawn Slater was amazing at tackle Rashawn last year. Rashawn Slater was incredible on the offensive line. They brought in Gerald Everett at tight end. Um, but they're all right on offense, right? On offense, they were already good. They stayed good. On defense, this team got much, much better. So they traded for Khalil Mack. So Khalil Mack back in the AFC West. Gets to see his old friends and, and the Raiders twice a year now. So they brought him in in exchange for a second and a sixth. Uh, Crazy with Chicago, it's an insane value. Like uh, how? Crazy. How does this happen? Uh, yeah. They signed J.C. Jackson away from the Patriots on a five-year, eighty-two million dollar deal. So that alone kind of moves their their defense up a couple of notches. 
by stats, though, they never had, like, kind of a terrible defense. But then you look and every Chargers game is, like, 38-35. It's like, how, right. is your, how do you say that your defense is any good and you're giving them 35 points a game, 38 points exactly. a game? Exactly. And, and uh, what it was is they could never make, like, timely stops. Like, they do have some star power with Bosa and, and uh, Derwin James. But they just would, they would never make stops when they needed it. Um, even the game they beat the Browns, they won 47 to 42. Yeah, it's um, – and then still statistically, like, the defense shows good on paper. You're like, I don't, I don't understand how this happened. But so we can see that they got better in both pass rush and in pass defense with this. Again, to go along with – I mean, Mack and Bosa on the line now. You got Derwin James and J.C. Jackson out there in, in the secondary roaming around and making plays. Like, that's a big, big upgrade in, in terms of defensive quality. So – Damn, the Chargers are going to be good again. And let's see what the development of Justin Herbert looks like. Um, again, they really, really add much new for him on the offensive side of the ball so far. There's obviously still the draft coming up um, and the rest of free agency. I mean, we're talking about Odell going back. I get it. But if he liked LA, you know, maybe the Chargers is something yeah. that they can get him a little bit of, of star power in. Uh, obviously, 100%. he's got Keenan Allen, too. So, oh, we forgot that. Just Keenan Allen. Right. He, I was like, hey, how did I forget Keenan Allen? So, the Chargers, man. That, that division, again, that division is incredibly good from top to bottom. Uh, yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, as good as they sound, and you're like, you're still the worst team in the division. Um, uh, yeah, probably. And then the Chiefs. So, the Chiefs, essentially, they uh, – so, they franchise-tagged Orlando Brown. Great. Awesome. Protecting that $500 million investment that's roaming around back there, throwing things with his left hand. Super good idea. And then they replaced Terry Kill with Juju Smith-Schuster. So we're definitely going to get some fire TikTok videos coming from him and Jackson Mahomes. Um, they got considerably worse. Chiefs Kingdom should be visibly nervous about the future of this franchise because now you've got half a, half a billion dollars invested in the backfield at 50 mil a year. That's, I mean, probably the reason why they traded Tyreek Hill today because whatever he was asking for it just wasn't going to allow anything else to happen. And this is where we get to. So, and of course, Patrick will be the first one to be like, no, I get it, man. Go get your money, right? Everybody should. And they should. These players are expendable at any moment. So go get the money that you can get at any time that you can get it. But um, as a fan of the Chiefs, I would be worried. I don't think there's going to be a home AFC championship game for them this year or any well, year in the next coming years. Yeah, you just you, – you never want to trade – good players for for future stuff like you know what Tyreek Hill is you know what him and Patrick Mahomes can do uh so that was that was a little worrisome now what I will say is I don't think there was any way they were prepared to do that contract and I I think that that's not me saying anything intelligent like clearly when Tyreek Hill was like I think I can get this and Kansas City said we really love you but we can't afford 30 million dollars a year for you because we're already paying our quarterback $50 million a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they just, they didn't have any other choice. Now, if, if you look at the package that they got from the Dolphins and compare it to what the Jets were offering, they, so they did laughable. fantastic. Yeah, they did fantastic. Um, five picks yeah, the Jets for, weren't, for the one Jets weren't even putting in, the Jets were first. only giving up three picks. None of them were a first. And they wanted Hill and a pick back. Right, right. Yeah, so, so yeah, the, the, the five for just him. Right. The deal for them was great. And and now they have a chance in a super wide receiver heavy draft 
they have a chance to you're not going to replace Tyreek Hill but you can you can get enough weapons in there um where you know that that offense can still be devastating and maybe now you can move some of that money over to the defensive side of the ball uh maybe the Chiefs move into the Bobby Wagner sweepstakes you know something like that so uh yeah it's it's I forget even who we were talking about but it was uh the Chiefs Chiefs yeah there you go um They'll, they'll be interesting. I, I posed that question to somebody earlier. Uh, do you still think the Chiefs are a top two team in the AFC? Because I think we're all still pretty much on your your uh, side. I think most people are still on Chiefs and Bills are the best two teams in the AFC. Um, I don't. I, I'm I'm curious if that if the Hill trade changes that. That'll be interesting. It absolutely should because it definitely changes that entire franchise. Like. That that team runs on Mahomes to Hill, Mahomes to Kelsey. And if you only have now Mahomes to Kelsey, then that becomes a lot easier to game plan against, to defend against. You start getting a lot more crazy chicken with his head cut off stuff from Mahomes back there. He's He's been the luckiest person in the history of luck so far in his career, for the most part. Like, the shit he does should be not be as successful as it is. And I feel like that may start catching up to him the more he has to do it if, you know, you don't have a six-time all-pro wide receiver out there to just give it up to anytime you're in trouble. Um, and, and there's some truth to that. Uh, what I will say is teams have been able to find these, like, first-year Pro Bowl wide receivers um, not easily, but like, they're there. More frequently yeah, recent. They're, like they're, Justin they're Jefferson. There. Obviously, last year's trio Jamar of Chase. Jamar Chase, uh, Jaden Waddle, and um, Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. Uh, so, yeah, there have been a lot more of them recently. I don't know if you want to bet the franchise on finding one this year, but I see how it's, it's – Well, here's, here's how that sort I mean, of – Obviously, I, I obviously Mahomes wins over him, so like that's, this is just the only outcome. Right. The, the, the interesting one that I saw, and I know, well, you, you do a decent amount of, of college football, so I'm sure you know who this is. Um, there's, a, there's a fairly well-known wide receiver that probably would have been the first wide receiver pick that tore his ACL in the national title game, isn't there? Uh, who may yeah, now slide. From Alabama? Yeah, who may now slide because he won't start the season, and now all of a sudden some team like could wind up with him. In the late first round? in the late first round where they have two picks. <laughs> so it, it's, uh, you know, sometimes that just sort of works itself out. You know, all of a sudden you end up with Jamison Williams to replace Tyreek Hill for, you know, $2 million a year instead of $30 million a year. And the production, while not the same, you know, Williams is a couple there. inches taller. Yeah. You're, you're right. still probably close. So I, I don't know. It's, they have a chance to, to sort of bandage that up fairly easily, but they have to get very lucky and they have to get right on whatever receiver they pick. It is a very receiver heavy draft. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to do that. I'm looking at, uh, as we're having these conversations, I'm looking at Tankathon's uh, draft pick um, value chart, basically the, the combined value of a team's total draft class. And the Chiefs are up to the 10th most valuable draft class now this year, okay. uh, despite being the third uh, team remaining in the NFL. So nice. We're probably in the lower You are second to last. <laughs> okay, there you go. 
you have your yeah, first pick in the draft is 102. So, yeah. not yeah, yeah. not great. Day three, baby. Day three. <laughs> Everybody knows that the draft is won and lost on day three. So, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, and then let's see. Um, all right, so I'm looking at a free agent tracker, and there are still a couple of names out there that are available. I think we should throw some of those out and see what we think. First of all, Von Miller, we did not talk about, but he ended up getting a massive six-year, $120 million deal with the Bills. So the AFC East, man, super top-heavy, and then the Jets. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, your, your your automatic cupcake wins that you guys get every year. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really awesome to know that every year you're just going to go 2-0 and against the Jets. <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> they suck. So, Stephon Gilmore is still available. 15th ranked uh, free agent available. That's the highest in terms of somebody who has not um, signed. Side note, this is a CBS list. They have Taron Armstead as the number one overall free agent available this year. So, yeah. Shout out to your boy Chris Greer and uh locking that down on that five year seventy five million dollar deal. Um so how come some places are saying seventy five and some are eighty seven? Are those total incentives included? I think I think so, yeah. I think the other okay. one the, the eighty seven that I read for him was Max Value. Okay, all right. So Von Miller, let's see. So JC Jackson off the board. Uh so Stefan Gilmore. I don't know, his last team was the Panthers. He's 31 years old, obviously uh, still one of the better corners in the league, but getting up there at 31, especially with the young guns that we're talking about playing wide receiver these days. I would yeah. love for him to end up on the Dolphins as our third as our third corner. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, is what's going to end up happening is he's going to go to a city he wants to be in and uh, and he's going to be like a – yeah. win on <laughs> – He's going to be a nickel corner somewhere. That, that's the idea. I don't know that he'll be a starter unless the team's just really thin on the outside. That would be nice to have, though, in case you – Oh, absolutely. You need, like, a spot starter at corner and then to run him out the rest of the time. Aside from him, Patrick Peterson is still out there, too, um, which I would love to put in, like, basically the same situation. Right. No, agreed. Um, yeah, Peterson's out there uh, – couple other um, quarterback ones I, I just wanted to mention. The Carson Wentz one was interesting to me because they basically just gave him away. Um, uh, they did. That, that, was, that was kind of interesting. The Colts now have, go to their sixth straight season of having a different quarterback starting. Isn't that insane? Uh, and, and they're good every year. Like, that's the, that's the weird part. Typically, if you, <laughs> if you read that stat, it's because your team is winning three games a year. Now, they win 10 and then still yeah. do that shit. Yep. Um, um, one of the interesting parts of the of the Carson Wentz trade is the the Colts only used one of those picks and flipped it for Matt Ryan, which that in itself was pretty crazy that Matt Ryan got out of Atlanta. So I'm really happy for Matt Ryan getting out of Atlanta. Me too. I think that um, good for him. He was there for what, 14 years, 15 years, some shit like that. Won yeah. an MVP there. If it wasn't for the fucking ghost of Tom Brady, he would have won a Super Bowl there. Um, so good for him that he can go out there and, and kind of get a fresh start, more appreciation for this dude. He's obviously not a top 10 quarterback anymore, but he's still considerably good starter. Consider like 
middle of the pack. I think what we we looked it up the other day, he was like fifteenth overall. In, he in was, yep, fifteenth in in quarterback Smart rating, that, right there, top fifty percent. Um, yeah. So like, you could be doing worse. You could be doing worse. I think that that's a, a decent move for just a third round pick. For just a th- the disrespect <laughs> to trade a former NFL MVP for a third round pick while he's still not like in a wheelchair or on a stretcher is is ridiculous. Um, but that team, I mean, how much better does this make the Colts? Can you name any Colts um, position players that are awesome other than Jonathan Taylor? Like, how does Matt Ryan fix that situation? You're talking about offensively? Yeah. I, I think I think he doesn't fix the situation, but I think in their current predicament as a playoff team, I don't think they were hoping for anything better. Uh, like I said, they were – of a top five team for Deshaun Watson and they got eliminated because they're a division opponent of right. the Texans. Yeah. Um, so they were trying. Um, do I think Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did, okay. And, you know, getting him for one of the picks you, you got in exchange for Carson Wentz home run. So great um, job. Right. Uh, I, I also, I don't know if you noticed this or not, or, or read this part, um, Matt Ryan for the Falcons left a $40.5 million dead cap hit. The, great, the biggest cap hit ever. <laughs> Did <laughs> you see what dead the money. biggest cap hit ever was? No, what? Julio Jones to the Falcons last season. <laughs> <laughs> These people have given away like $75 million in the two seasons. Yeah. See, this, this, is, this is what I'm talking about. Is you? There's some people like like Chris Greer and Andrew Barry that have figured out how to use the salary cap. Even did you see the saints that they were like, they started the off season, like 45 million over the salary cap and they got down to 20 million in cap space. So a $65 million swing, swing. and they cut zero players. That's insane. zero players. They, they created 20 million in cap space and they had the same team. <laughs> so like, clearly there's some teams that are very intelligent in how they work it. And then you have the Falcons. And then you have the Falcons. The same and team who still doing it, right? The same team who there were five first round quarterbacks last year, and they said, "Fuck it, let's take a tight end." I mean, but he's going to end up being the greatest tight end ever when it's all said and done. Okay, well, if you have uh, Marcus Mariota throwing you the football, it, Marcus what does that Mariota, the <laughs> the star. I mean, okay. What do they have in the draft? They've got to probably have a pretty decent pick. No, they suck this year. Let me let me see. They were top ten, I think. In, they're number eight in uh, draft. So like strength, Matt and Corral, they have the eighth pick. I, honestly, I think one of these teams, the best quarterback out of this class is going to be that Malik Willis kid. And I, I don't so? know. They got like end of the first round. That's dumb. That's dumb. That that kid is going to be it. Like that's he's it. So, any of this Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral bullshit, like that, no. That's a dumb idea. People have been wrong Pickett, so many times I mean, Kenny with the Pickett, same... I know, but Kenny Pickett seems like a, he's to be a, like a sure bet as somebody who you can at least have like consistently a start. Maybe not a superstar, but somebody yeah. who can play long-term and probably win you some games if you put... Yeah. So, I mean, Andy Dalton. Eventually, you have, you'll have Calvin Ridley back around him. You've got Kyle Pitts around him. Yeah. You can put some weapons around somebody like that and still be successful and win. Sure. Again, Andy Dalton. 
Like there, there you go. You could win 10, 11 games in Cincinnati and lose every playoff game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to be superstars, but I think Willis is the best of, of the ones that are available personally, but I could be wrong. Interesting. Interesting. I could be wrong. Yeah. So the Falcons, are you, you can't, you can't run the are you interested to hear who has the most uh, powerful draft class this year? Um, the Eagles? Uh, Eagles are sixth, actually, because all they have those three picks, but they don't. The first one is 15. Mm. Uh, the Giants? That's number three. We'll, we'll try to guess the top five. I'm getting closer. Um, yeah. Just think of the teams the that Lions. We'll start with that. The Lions are number five. Yep. Okay. The Jets? The Jets are number one. <laughs> there you go. Incredible. And who am I missing? Four? <laughs> two and four. Oh, two and four. Two and four. Two and four. Two and four. I'm going to give you a hint. Urban Meyer. Oh, the Jags. That's number four. And then I'll give you another hint. Uh, they just traded their quarterback. The Falcons? No. Texans. Oh, Texans, Texans are number two. Yeah, Texans are number two. That's right. With all that. I mean, oh, it, only, it was only one this year, no? Uh, well, well they, had the rest two, of they, had that, they had that fourth. But the they have three and 13, there. which are fairly high Break picks. Okay. So those are the teams with the most value. I mean, the Dolphins have nothing. We haven't just... So it's good. Yeah. We're on the side. We're we're hanging out with the cool kids and, and the good teams. Well, yeah, I was gonna say your first round pick this year was Tyreek Hill. That's how you can look at it. It's the same way I looked at it the year we got Odell Beckham. It was like, fine, our first round pick is an all pro wide receiver, whatever. Yeah, I hope it works out a little different. Yeah, yeah, you probably should. <laughs> so it's been wild. It has been really, really interesting. I think that's been the major movement, Mitch Trubisky back in the starting in the starting table for the NFL quarterbacks as he moves to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, yeah. I think that I think Trubisky's not bad, man. Trubisky's got a better win loss record than Deshaun Watson in their career so far, um, which is insane considering the way they talk about both of those players. Um, yeah, I, I I discount that for two reasons. One, my most hated coach of my entire adult life is Bill O'Brien. So I blame a lot of Deshaun's losses on Bill <laughs> O'Brien. Uh, it's a team game. We don't do the, we don't do the, we I know they do assign, this. This is how we do this. Yeah, we do. I think we, we assign one loss as the quarterbacks, but that's always so dumb. Yeah, no, I get you. Uh, but it's still, you know, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we talked about that today and the result of that was like, you know, stats by all the time. Um, but that one because I'm using it definitely holds true. Perfect. What else? Who else is out there? Major movers before we wrap up. I don't think I'm missing. I think we talked about all the biggest stuff out there. Um, any other trades? Talked about Devontae Adams. I think that's that's all of them. Um, oh wait, haha. In the time that uh, we've been away, Tom Brady has unretired. Was he retired when? when yeah, because he retired. He, he retired before the Super Bowl. Wow. 
And then it, if we were five weeks apart, that's 35 days. He was only retired for 40 days. <laughs> right. It was, so he was, he was retired from before the Super Bowl uh, to, you know, whatever, last week. And then just really, he really is going to walk into an NFC championship game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the NFC is stupid. I mean, it's, it's literally the same three teams from last year. Packers, Rams, Bucks. Like, it's, I don't even yeah. know what – I mean, I guess the 49ers will be there. Um, the Cardinals, whatever the the Cardinals and Cowboys will both choke like we know they will. Oh, for sure, they'll just be the yeah, they'll just be fodder in the playoffs. So, I mean, I guess we have the same four uh, final teams as we did last year, but I don't know. I don't know how that's exciting. And then you look at the AFC, like we said, and there's I hadn't counted them, but I'm guessing there's ten or eleven. Like legit ten win minimum teams. So let's wrap up. Let's let's wrap up with this. Way way too early playoff predictors. Let's pick seven teams from each conference that we think will make the playoffs. And the only ones we need to assign a seed to is who we think will be number one overall and get that one by. Okay. Let's go. I'll let you. Uh, let's do the NFC first, as both of our teams are in the AFC. So uh, I'll let you start with the NFC. I think the NFC, like we just talked about, is fairly obvious at the Rams, the Niners, the Bucks, the Packers, the Cowboys, the Cardinals. And then for the seventh, I probably would go – I don't really trust anything having to do with New Orleans right now. I don't trust Jameis Winston. So I'd probably go um, – just staring at it – Philadelphia, number seven. Which I think is the exact same playoff field from last year, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably with you. So we said what? Bucks, Rams, Niners, Packers, Cowboys, Eagles, and who am I missing there? Cardinals. And the Cardinals. And the Cardinals. Yep. Uh maybe the Vikings. I could see that. Maybe the I could see the Vikings taking over maybe a, a Cardinals team. Uh or yeah. the Eagles team. Um yeah, I don't think the Panthers or the Saints or the Falcons are going to surge at all with, you know, Marion and Wentz leading the helms there. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we, we didn't mention Hassan Riddick, but that's not like a, a, a dumb signing. I mean, that guy's going to be no. really good for Philadelphia. He is, and that's the division that you want to get better in because that division is always up for grabs. So Exactly. There's no reason to think that they can't even just win it and that the Cowboys are looking at a, at a wild card spot. So, right. The Eagles. Nobody talks about the Eagles, but there's a little Eagles love. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think the NFC, it's, it's easy. Like, we can – there's not much debate to it. Like, that's just where kind of we are with the NFC right now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, AFC. Uh, AFC, I guess I'll start. Um, number one seed – the Dolphins. Uh, it's happening. Like, and that's legitimate. Like, I really do. Like, I, I absolutely feel today, March 23rd, 2022, that we have a Super Bowl-bound team and that we can be the number one seed in the conference. So, that's one. <sighs> okay. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. I don't think I'm going to put the Chiefs in just yet. Uh, Raiders. I'm going to go with Raiders for sure. I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go with so what is that? Dolphins, Raiders, Browns. Jesus Christ, this is the AFC we live in. Dolphins, Raiders, Browns. Um, I'm missing a conference winner. Oh, AFC South. 
I guess Tennessee. Um, so that's four wild card teams. The Bills, the who are you gonna give it to? The Chargers. Hmm. No, fuck the Patriots. We'll put the Chiefs in. So yeah, I don't even think the Patriots are in the top eleven, to be honest. Yeah, they they're still led by the Emperor, and they're very capable of making the playoffs at any time. So I'm just never gonna talk shit about them. I'm just not putting them in. Yeah, I don't need to talk shit, but we're I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just read this off real quick before before I try to do mine. Because you have to leave four of these teams out, and I'm not even gonna name the Patriots. So you have to leave out four of the Bills, the Dolphins, the Bengals, last year's Super Bowl team. Ooh, the Bengals. The Browns, the Ravens, with a returning sub-25 former MVP. The Titans, who were the number one seed last year. The Colts. Uh, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers. I- I'm already going to leave out the the Broncos, so I guess that leaves me 10. Um, but I have to leave three more of those out. Uh, you didn't even mention the Bengals who made the Super Bowl last year and improved their offensive line pretty significantly. Yeah. Um, And I don't even think you're wrong for that, to be honest. Uh, There's a very good chance they won't make the playoffs, even with 10 or or 11 wins. Um, So I'm going... Is Joe Burrow going to be Dan Marino? Oh, my God. (laughs) So I'm going to go Buffalo as the one seed. I'm going to say that the playoff teams are the... The Browns, the Bengals, the Titans, the Chiefs. God, how many? How many is that? That's like five. That's four. Chiefs is five. Chargers is six. So then I got to go between the Dolphins and the Raiders for seven. (sighs) I'd probably go the Dolphins just because you have the Jets and you don't have that murder. the murder schedule get, that is the AFC that West. Break. Yeah. yeah, we get that break. Um, we play you guys. You guys, you know, the Browns come down to Miami this season. Ooh, haven't done that since the last time we went. Yep, and that overtime Dolphins win. Jay Ajayi. Remember that. But we were we were both trying to uh, to lose as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a tank season in the making. Absolutely. What was that? Was Let 20... me look at their season. Oh, I, mean, I can't even 16. see the season. That was 2016. It was a long time ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that was a long time ago. So, um, all right. Well, that's way too early playoff predictors. We've got pretty comparative list on the AFC there. A couple differences, obviously, the Raiders and the Chiefs. You know, we I put in and you kept in the Chiefs. The Bengals. You just Bengals. forgot they exist. I did forget that the Bengals existed altogether. Um <laughs> Oh God! It's gonna be go interesting. To Buffalo the next AFC. Year. Fuck. Yeah. So you go to that's your those. So you get the Patriots at home and you get the Jets at home, but you gotta go to Buffalo and you gotta come to Miami. Nice. Yeah, and and we play the NFC South because we have to play the goddamn Buccaneers in Cleveland. We play the NFC North because we bring the Packers into town and the Vikings. So I avoid that, and I think we go to Chicago and we go to Detroit. Is this the whole regular season? This isn't the. Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. That is the whole regular season. Wow. But the it's Chargers not order, yeah. too. Fuck. No, it's not in order. At least we play the Jets. We get one of those gimme games, too. You do and get one play, of them. we play the football team, now known as the Commanders. Oh, the Commanders. Commanders. 
The commanders. Yeah. Yeah. That should be uh, Carson Wentz in his fucking high school varsity jacket and that guy. Right. That picture. <laughs> w. It's ridiculous. So, all right. Well, I think that that um, wraps up this free agency episode. There's still time left. There are still players out there. Uh, the Honey Badgers out there, Stephon Gilmore, like we said, uh, Patrick Peterson. So some, some, those are take their spot and possibly just end up in a place where they think they can win because they're not necessarily in the money days of their careers. Uh, so that is going to be interesting. So we're not done yet. And next time we get together, we are definitely going to talk NBA as we lead into the playoffs. I think the Heat have 10 games left. Cavs, something around there, too. Yeah, he'd have the number one team in the uh, Eastern Conference for like six weeks now, which is awesome. Yeah, I think we're done with that. You have like a two or three game lead now, right? Yeah, but we just lost again tonight. We've lost two games. It's been a concerning week as a Heat fan because we lost on Monday to the Embiid and Harden list Sixers, and we lost tonight to the Warriors without anyone. No, no Green, no fucking Thompson, <laughs> no Curry, uh, no Iguodala, no fucking nobody, and we lost at home. Um, well, that's not great. So it's been a concerning week, but let's get this shit out of our system now. Tyler Hero didn't play tonight. Obviously, he would have changed everything because you know, six man of the year, most improved player. Oh uh, put him on the MVP battle, everybody. Um, but we're definitely going to talk about basketball next time we get together. So it's shaping up to be a good, exciting playoff run in the NBA, and I am stoked. I cannot wait. We got a couple weeks left in the season, so let's see. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, we'll get the. Get the playoffs going. I'm I'm terrified of whoever we match up with. It'll be some good first round fodder, but at least we'll get some experience under the belt. Yes, indeed. Let's see what happens. All right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Three Major Sports. Uh, rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Three Major Sports. Make sure to interact with us uh, and just enjoy the podcast as much as you can. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you all next time. Take it easy, bud. All right, buddy. Take care. No.